G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. On a Tuesday, we do like to slow everything down for a few moments just to get our understanding right about what's happening right now in the nation of Israel, recognizing such a significance of the nation of Israel in all history in the world, given our biblical view of things. Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines once again back with us. Hello, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Ron, let's start with a really big story. Uh, Netanyahu hails seven agreements signed in Bahrain as giant steps. This has to do all about the peace deals that have been happening in the Middle East. Yeah, on Sunday, Netanyahu spoke by telephone with Bahraini Foreign Minister Dr. Abdul bin Rashid al-Zayani and U.S. Secretary of the Treasury Stephen Munchen ahead of the signing in Bahrain of seven memorandum of understanding between Israel and Bahrain. Netanyahu welcomed the signing and said Israel and Bahrain are making giant steps towards peace. The Prime Minister also welcomed the first flight from Israel to Bahrain, which landed Sunday, and said that it was a continuation of the breakthrough towards peace. Earlier in the day, a high-level delegation of American and Israeli officials landed in Bahrain to submit agreements to establish formal diplomatic relations between Israel and the Gulf Arab state. Munchen and Israel's National Security Advisor, Mir Ben Shabbat, led the delegations. Bahrain became just the fourth Arab country to have full diplomatic relations with Israel. My hope is that this visit marks another step forward on the road to a truly peaceful, secure, stable and thriving Middle East, Bahrain's Foreign Minister, Abdel al-Ziani, said at a welcoming ceremony. Ron, significant because our conversation beyond this segment today is going to be around issues that are happening so far as war and peace in the world, and no doubt there'll be a little bit of a focus on the Middle East. Uh, Interesting with the US presidential election coming up, if Trump is returned or if Joe Biden is elected uh, the next leader of the free world, I wonder whether you've got a a thought or two here around what might happen with the fragility of uh, peace in the Middle East. Well, I think the Trump administration is the first American group to focus on the Arab world rather than just the Palestinian Authority. I found it interesting this week that the Trump uh, campaign asked the uh, organisers to include the foreign affairs activities in the next presidential debate, because certainly he's made more ground in the Middle East than I can recall any previous presidential administration achieving. Uh, if uh, Biden comes in, the, the situation's totally changed. And incidentally, in Israel, the support for uh, Trump in the election is 70% in favour. Okay, well, lots of good conversation coming around these sorts of issues and talking war and peace ahead today. 
Hey, let's pick up some more headlines. Ron, a Palestinian Authority veteran has been rushed to an Israeli hospital with COVID-19. What's this one about? Yeah, the veteran PLO official Saeb Erekat, who contracted the coronavirus earlier this month, has been transferred to Hadassah University Medical Centre in Jerusalem's Ain Karim. Erekat, 65, underwent a lung transplant in the US in 2017 after suffering from pulmonary fibrosis, a condition that scars the lungs and damages their ability to circulate oxygen. According to the hospital, Erekat is in the intensive care unit for corona patients. Several members of the Palestinian ruling Fatah faction in East Jerusalem arrived at the hospital to inquire about Erekat's condition. And I noticed uh, a report today saying his condition is quite serious. Let's cast our eyes towards Iran. Uh, Very tough for Christians in some of these nations in the Middle East, but an Iranian Christian has received 80 lashes for drinking communion wine. How does this one look? Yeah, I can't help but pause and think how often we take communion for granted in the Western world. An Iranian Christian convert received 80 lashes for drinking communion wine, considered a crime under Islamic law. Iranian Christian convert Mohammed Amid Yuani received 80 lashes on October 14 for drinking wine as part of communion, International Christian Concern reported. It's a crime for a Muslim to convert to another religion, according to Islamic law. The Islamic Republic of Iran strictly upholds this apostasy law, enforcing criminal punishment on people who abandon the Muslim faith. Omid has faced multiple criminal charges associated with his apostasy case. He's currently serving two years of internal exile in the city of Borajan for membership in a house church or a secret Christian church held in the privacy of one's home. He previously served two years in prison for the same charge. Amidi received a summons from his hometown authorities in Rashid on October 10 for him to return home, and he did that week. Upon his return to Rashid, Amidi was subjected to 80 lashings. This is at least the third time he has received lashings for the charge of drinking communion wine. A challenging situation for Christians anywhere in nations that are ruled by Islamists. Uh, Let's talk about another headline here, Ron. Israel has launched a new drone system to deliver coronavirus tests and medical supplies to hospitals. How does this one look? Yeah, according to Israel News website Walla, the devices were put into use by Ziv Medical Center in the eastern Galilee town of Safed in order to see if they would speed up delivery of the supplies in relation to other methods like ground transportation and piloted aircraft. In the first phase of the pilot program, the drones manufactured by the company Simplex will fly to destinations up to 10 kilometres away carrying weights of approximately 5 kilograms. GPS technology will be used to guide them to precise locations. In the second phase, blood packages will be transported from Magandavad Adom blood banks in Haifa and Tel Hashoma 
on flights of 60 and 130 kilometres. Itamar Ben-Mir, CEO of the Aelon Highways Company, which is heavily involved in the new system, called the tests an important step. Uh, we're moving into a new world, I'd say. Sounds like it. And uh, let's top off with an interesting one where a new Bible translation shows Christianity is deeply rooted in Judaism traditions. How does this one go? Well, I must admit that... Uh, the man who wrote this Bible, Dr. Brad Young, is a uh, translator I have followed for many, many years. A new translation of the Bible called the Hebrew Heritage Bible, New Testament, by Dr. Brad H. Young, a Hebrew University-trained scholar who taught biblical literature for over 30 years at Oral Roberts University in the United States, is highlighting the Jewish roots of Christianity. Rather than employing the standard translation technique of simply selecting the most appropriate English word for the Greek, Young said, I asked the question, what is the Hebrew thought and wording underpinning this Greek text? Using this method, his text reconstructs the Hebrew sources, language and mindset behind the early church and its foundational documents. Readers will now hear what first century listeners in ancient Israel, would have heard because of the translation brings to light the Jewish culture, linguistic and spiritual setting of Jesus as a Jew, Young said. It is no secret that Christian scriptures have been misused over the centuries to incite anti-Semitism, claimed Tricia Miller, who holds a PhD in the Hebrew Bible and currently works as a senior research analyst in the Christian department of the Committee of Accuracy in Middle East Reporting. Too often, biblical passages have been taken out of context, she said. Influential translations and commentaries sometimes omit the Jewish dimensions of the ancient texts, leaving out the Jewish faith and practices that provide the context for the growth of Christianity in first century Judea and Samaria. His work is amazing, He's many, many books. I can't wait to read this one. It is significant. It's called the Hebrew Heritage Bible. And no doubt, Ron, it'll make a big contribution to scholarship around Christian and Jewish traditions. Uh, powerful insights, no doubt, that will come there, which will make a, a great uh, contribution to the way thinkers will uh, be able to talk about relations between Christians and Jews Ron Ross, it's always great getting your insights. Thanks so much for joining us again today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.